We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of Outside the Trenches with former Chiefs reporter and insider B.J. Kissel, Super Bowl champion and former K-State All-American offensive lineman Nick Leckie, and KCSN producer Tucker Franklin. The latest headlines, stories, and rumors, plus a blind nail segment where nobody knows what's going to happen. The latest Outside the Trenches, presented by Five Farms Irish Cream, a holiday distillery favorite, starts now. Let's go to BJ Kissel. Hello and welcome in to Outside the Trenches here on KCSN. I'm joined by Nick Lepke. I am not BJ Kissel. You probably know that already. I'm not BJ Kissel. My name is Tucker Franklin, podcast producer here at uh, KCSN. Here with Super Bowl champion Nick Leckie. Uh, of course, we've got to give a shout out to our uh, sponsor, Five Farms from Holiday Distillery. Wonderful product that they got. It's that time of the year where I start making coffee in my kitchen and I'm and I'm eyeballing the five farms and i'm like wait it's eight in the morning probably shouldn't do that um but i'm eyeballing it every now and again but i got the hot chocolate in there wonderful with hot chocolate but nick how are you doing this week it's great to catch up with you i'm good tucker i'm good man uh why is it okay to drink at eight o'clock if you're tailgating but it's not okay to drink eight o'clock before a day just a normal day why is that acceptable that's a great question and probably something that we need a little bit more research on. Um, I think that we need to we need to send some research out on on that topic. I my buddies and I always had this rule in college. Um, it's okay to drink when there's football on the TV. Um, that was our theory that we had that constructed theory. So okay. like anytime there's sports on, I think you could even stretch it to sports. Anytime there's sports on, it's okay to drink. Um, so one day we uh, it was during the it was towards the end of the, you know, the spring semester, the combine was on. So we got up when the combine started at six in the morning and we're like, you know what? Football's on no the TV. Way. No, yes. it was practice. That was practice. That was, that was training. <laughs> training was on TV. <laughs> I, I remember that one of the best days of my, I remember that thinking like football's on TV. Let's tailgate and watch some of the combine. Um, that's how, that's how deep, how deep it goes. But I love that. I absolutely love that. That that that's a true fan right there is, is watching watching the combine and getting into it. Were you, were you taking notes and drinking or just drinking? Oh yeah, I was taking notes. That was Orlando Brown's combine, by the way. And we woke oh. up at six a.m. That's when he didn't have a very good combine, um, and that was part of my notes that he did not have a very good combine. 
Um, I could tell that when I was drinking Bush Lights at 6 a.m. in the morning. I said, hey, good evaluate. Good this evaluate guy's not talent. doing very good. Yeah, this guy doesn't um, look good in his shorts right now. Exactly. Right. Um, but no, um, I think we do need to crack open some five. I probably will crack open some five farms. It's going to get cold here in the Kansas City metro area uh, coming up here pretty quick. But We um, need to. We need to because it definitely doesn't feel like a Chiefs victory. It feels like a Chiefs dodged a loss. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like, so it feels, it's a weird feeling. Like you feel like they got exposed a little bit, maybe, um, you know, sure. as far as, but, but, you know, give credit to Denver secondary too. I mean, they're, they're pretty solid and they, they jumped some routes and uh, they made it difficult. And, but then you look at the flip side too, right? Where they threw three straight interceptions and still won. Yeah. <laughs> Usually that's a death stroke. Right. It's, it's such a weird game to look at, Nick. And I want to get your thoughts on some things from this game. And it, it is when you talk about kind of the, the, the yin and the yang to mm-hmm. it, right? There were some really bad things that happened in this game. Also, some pretty good things that happened in this game, too, that kind of get overshadowed by those uh, really bad things. The Chiefs went on a stretch, like 27, up 27 0. Uh, and they were rolling. The defense was scoring touchdowns. They were scoring whenever they wanted to. I mean, they had the two field goals early on in the game, but. After that, Patrick Mahomes is throwing no-look Magic Johnson passes. And, um, <laughs> you know, Jerick McKinnon's diving through end zones uh, and Trace Smith's killing people legally out here. And it's just like, man, this team can't be stopped. And then I think the Broncos rattle off 21 straight unanswered. Um, so you, you start to look and you're like, oh, this game got a little bit tighter um, than, than we anticipated. So I'm curious, Nick, for you, you know, as a former player, how hard is it, like, psychologically to – Keep your foot on that gas the whole time. You're up 27 nothing. Everything's going right. Like you seem like any play you run to touchdown play. How hard is it to be like, all right, I can I can probably throttle down a little bit here, especially this late in the season. Kind of throttle down a little bit and, and maybe try to coast our way to a victory on this one. I, I don't think it's not the throttle down, because usually when you throttle down, that's when you get hurt, right? Mm. If you're not staying active, then you know that's when someone rolls up on your leg, or that's when you know you you kind of you know maybe hurt your knee in open field type thing. So you definitely keep the, the foot on the gas pedal. What happens is you get a little bit cocky, right? With especially with Mahomes, right? He's up by by that big. He just did the the magic. I like that. By the way, I, I grew up watching the Lakers in the '80s Showtime. So he did the Magic Johnson, did the Magic Johnson, um, and he's feeling himself. So I think he just he just got a little undisciplined and just tried to force force some reads. Uh, they kind of baited him into some some throws and you know covering up Kelsey. So I think just if anything th- these near losses are good because it shows you that hey man even though this is a bad team we're up we still have like like we still we're still vulnerable like i think that the coolest thing for us when i was in new orleans was that we were what 12 and 0 13 and 0 and we lost our last three games i mean so it was like one of those things where you know if you roll into playoffs too hot sometimes you get you know overconfident and you overlook teams you think you're just gonna ride ride the whole thing and it's kind of good to have these sort of near near misses because it kind of shows you, hey, we if we did this first Buffalo, we'd get spanked. Right, and I think I do I do think that you're you're obviously onto something there when it comes to those uh, late losses. I'm trying to pull up the Chiefs' schedule real quick because I think they had one in 2019 before they hit into the playoffs. They had one of those losses that was like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen here. Um, I do think <laughs> they rattled off you know a few in a row, but I mean. Yeah. And, and and it's a last hurrah for for Denver and and sure. like I said and and I'll save this for for my blind nil, uh, but there's some stuff too with a only oh, you want to do it now. You know what? I'm gonna do it now. Okay, Let's do it. here's my blind nil because it kind of feeds into this. How 
do you take this 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 Denver victory or victory over Denver? You know, it, it, did do you feel like it was a loss? Was it a win? Like divisional game? How much weight should you put on this this game? You know, like yeah, I. I've been kind of thinking about this a lot. I know that, you know, I guess it, this really reflects on how you how your outlook on life is, right? A glass half empty, glass half full type mm-hmm. of person. If I look at this to a December game against a divisional opponent where no one gets hurt and you still win the game, like, man, I don't know if it gets any better than that. If you're just looking at the surface <laughs> level, like that's what you want out of these games, especially as a final result. You're just like, wow, it seems like everything went right. But then when you start to kind of dive in a little bit deeper. You're like, all right, well, this defense allowed this Broncos offense to score a whole lot of points, and this Broncos offense doesn't usually score a whole lot of points. You get it even deeper, and you're like, okay, well, this Chiefs offense scored a whole lot of points against a Broncos defense that doesn't allow a whole lot of points. So there's a lot of things, like, too, what I was talking about at the beginning, uh, the kind of the yin and the yang about this game of, like, there was some bad stuff that happened, but there was also some good stuff that happened. I do think, like, a win's a win, especially this late in the season, trying to get down to it. It counts the same in the uh, the win column as all the other ones do, as as much as the uh, the 49ers win counts in the win column as much as this one does. So that's kind of how I'm looking at it. I know BJ's kind of looking at it the same way. He's been kind of the uh, yeah, leader of that chant, if you can say. But, uh, yeah, that's I think a win's a win. Yeah. No, I, I, I would agree. Um, like I said, too, I think just, just having some weaknesses exposed, uh, having some, some judgments, you know, not knowing or not being – uh, you know, Superman, I think is, yeah. is the best thing, you know, and, and I think I'm hoping that that the Chiefs will, will learn this lesson and sort of, I mean, you have a top quarterback of all time with Mahomes. Like, I'm just going to go ahead and state that, you know, because he's been consistent for years now and it's still like they just can't, you know, you think, okay, year one, they're going to find out year two, year three, four. They still haven't figured it out quite, quite yet. And so, so it, it kind of like I'm hoping that the Chiefs will sort of take the ball out of his hands, sort of run the ball more. I, I thought they did well the, the first couple of drives where they're just throwing quick, quick, quick routes, you know, because I think Mahomes gets in trouble when that, that pocket gets collapsed and he gets hit a couple times and then he gets skittish. So it's like, yeah, so I, I think there are ways to warm him up, even though he's a, a, a once in a generation player. For sure. And I think that these games coming up, against the Texans, nobody's, nobody's. the Broncos, the Raiders, the Seahawks who are getting throttled, who got throttled on, you know, a Thursday night football with the Brock Purdy Niners. I don't know what's happening there, but apparently something's happening with Brock Purdy. Uh, I, I think it's going to be really interesting and really vital for the Chiefs to kind of take what's given to them. Uh, I don't think they need to get too extravagant uh, with their play calling or too cute we know that they will, mm-hmm. uh, but I think they need to do uh, some running the football. I don't ever heard of it. Um, they need to do some of that. They need to be doing the, the quick passes, the short passes, zone beaters. I mean, I know that Brett Coleman talked a lot about how um, the Texans play a lot of cover two, cover three on early downs. Could be an opportunity for the Chiefs to kind of Patrick or Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey have a big day with him sitting down in zones. And that one interception, uh, you mentioned this interception uh, that he had. He just misread where Travis Kelsey was going. It's like one of the things that he that doesn't happen very often, but like number one, the linebacker Josie Jewell made a hell of a play on the ball, diving for it. Yeah. Um, and Patrick Mahomes just put it on the wrong hip. Like that's all that it was. Uh, the linebacker it's made a really close. good play and, and Mahomes just put it on the wrong. If he puts it on the back hip, that's the reception. It goes for 
you know, who knows how how long Travis Kelsey busted for. But like, it's just it's just that close of what what hip, and like these guys are athletes. They're all on scholarship too. They're all getting paid. Um, so I mean, it's 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 just uh, the margin of error is just so small in the NFL now, uh, and stuff and things like that. It is even bad teams like look at look at uh, the Colts how they they, right. they they put a hurting on Kansas City, right? I mean, so it's like you know you're evenly matched, but there's a few X factors here and there, and there's there's motivation for if you're Houston, right? You're playing at home, and, and you're playing for next year. Right. You're not you're mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. Right. So, so you're playing for next year for Houston. And, you know, I think, you know, anytime you play teams like this, it's it sounds simple, but you have to really beat them down early on and yeah. sort of be like, get them out of it. Get them to be like, OK, I'm just going to protect myself now. Now I'm going to throttle down to not get hurt. You know, so that's a different throttle yeah. down. You know, it's not a throttle down. Here comes playoff. It's a throttle down. I don't want to get hurt from my vacation. Making business decisions is what you're doing. Exactly. Vacation <laughs> decisions is what you're doing. <laughs> exactly. I don't want to have to be get, get get any sort of surgery when I'm supposed to be in Mexico. I know that, that Mike DeVito talked about this, uh, and it per- pertaining to the bye week, but I think it's kind of the same when it comes to like the offseason when, when you're eliminated. Guys did not want to be hurt going into the bye week. Oh, because if you no. were if you were hurt going into the bye week, you had to stay around and you had to go to the treatment. They wanted to go home. Every day, every day, <laughs> maybe twice a day you had to get treatment. Yeah, exactly. And you just want to get out. You don't want to be in that yeah. facility anymore during bye week. You want, you want to get out and do your thing. So, yeah, that's so true. When we talk about the Texans – they're one and eleven and one. Uh, they've they've weird. lost a lot of games. They've had a weird season. Uh, Davis Mills was looked like one of the best rookie quarterbacks last year. Now he does not look like a good quarterback. They're now running a two quarterback system. Uh, again, weird. This isn't college football, um, but they're going to treat it like it. I I'm Nick. We talked about you being on the Saints when they won the Super Bowl, being 12 and 0, losing the last three. You've also been on teams that were not as good as the Saints during that Super Bowl season and were mathematically eliminated. If you're the Texans and like Texans players, how do you get up for this game? Like you got to be counting down the days until you can like leave. And like, I don't know how you can uh, get up for this one. Well, you do. Well, it, it's easy because, you know, you don't want to get for one, you don't want to get embarrassed. And two, you know, you're pissed off. You've had a crappy year. Uh, you know, things have not gone your way and you kind of want to be spoiler. You kind of want to be like, say, you know, F these guys, you know, yeah. let's put a loss on them. Let's make their road a little bit more arduous. So, yeah. So you have pride. And then, like I said before, too, you know, you're playing for next year. You know, you're playing for you might not be with Houston next year, but but you're playing for for 31 other teams. You're auditioning. So you want to put your best foot forward, which is why sometimes, you know, you know, might not play well as a team. Because you're playing individually, you know, you're looking out for yourself, trying to get stats or whatever. Uh, so yeah, it's but it's it's easy to get up for it. It's easy. The the trickiest part will be Kansas City getting up for a noon game in Houston. Noon I'm game telling you, noon games or trap games, buddy. Right? Noon You've been saying this. Games. I'm telling you. You said man. this before the Colts game this season, and it was definitely a trap game uh, for the Chiefs. It played just on a weird brand of football we hadn't seen the Chiefs ever play before. But and, and um, who they tie? Who the Colts tie before that, right? Yeah, it's Texans. That's yeah. right. Exactly. Interesting. So, AFC South. Dude, the Chiefs play poorly against AFC yes, South teams. They do. They yes, do. They do. The Titans, they really do. the Jags, the Colts, the, the Texans. They, they I, got like, good defenses. They got like sneaky yeah. good defense. I think this Texans defense, they're like a top five defense, right? I mean, they're the secondary at least, and they'll get after you on the defensive line. I mean, they, they really will. They're just not getting mm-hmm. production. They're almost like Denver. 
when you look at it. Yeah, I think I think that's a fair comparison. Um, Denver just has a, a semi competent quarterback uh, when <laughs> when it comes down to it. Um, I I, th- I think what's really interesting you look at the injury report for these uh, for the Texans. They're beat up. They're banged up. Derek Stingley, one of their top draft picks uh, from I think last year or a year ago. I can't remember what draft he came out of. They all kind of run together. Um, he's injured, not looking like he's going to play. Um, they've got guys like uh, all over that are, are beat up. I'll pull up the actual official injury report, so I'm not giving it to you off the top of the head. But like Brandon Cooks was back at practice. Yep. Nico Collins still not practicing. Guys on the offensive side of the ball, they're big offensive weapons aren't playing. So it's like a lot of these guys too, it's just like, they've got injury They're Not only are they bad, but they're also hurt. And uh, again, Nick, I kind of want to bring this question to you. This is what BJ told us before uh, that what his blind note was going to be. How do, why, why, how do fans get up? How do fans care about this game? I know, I know it's easy. We could talk about the player side of it. How, what, what am I supposed to care about Nick? How am I supposed to care about this noon game against the Houston Texans? That's so true. It's um, I don't know, man. You kind kind of want to see what the Chiefs can can do differently, right? Yeah. And like I said, you got to look look at the challenges, and the challenges are this is a good secondary, this is a really good secondary versus a really good Chiefs offense. So I think this will be sort of that that playoff mentality where you're going against this good defense, and you know from a Chiefs defensive standpoint that's where that's where it's going to be tough to get up because you're like well who do we do what's the where's the catch here where's the Josh Allen right where's the 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 Higgins right where's the Jamar Chase right where's that that sort of powerful sort of threat you know so it's like one of those things where you just don't mm. yeah yeah it's tough as a fan it's it's a blog game unless unless the Chiefs come out lay an egg and you're cursing and drinking at the TV at noon on a Sunday <laughs> because they, the Chiefs have done it to you. You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.
here's the uh, the final injury report. Pulled it up. Thank you uh, to uh, Matt McMullen for uh, tweeting this out. Always on top of things. Kadarius Tony was the only one who was limited for the Chiefs. Hey, Chiefs could get back McCole Hardman and uh, and um, Kadarius Tony in this game could be big. It talks a lot about that with Matt Hamilton on uh, Thursday's KCS and update. Just talk about the lateral ability of those two guys and how that does help the offense. But <laughs> you look at this. Uh, the, the Houston Texans laundry list of names here. Uh, <laughs> it's usually Nico, when teams are bad is when their injuries are, are chock full injuries, you know? It's a lot it's easier. A strong to correlation. A it's a strong correlation. <laughs> a lot easier to sit out a game when you're not winning them. Um, like, I'm hurt. I'm hurt. I just let, let, let me just go on with this, this mid-grade ankle sprain <laughs> for the next five weeks. Just put my in IR. I can't do it. So they had one, two, three, four, five guys not practice. Nico Collins being one of them, uh, the, one of the receivers. Justin McCray, I think he's the offensive guard there. That could be a real disaster too when you start talking about an offensive, a new offensive guard going into uh, this lineup for the Texans. Chris Jones could have a day oh, uh, when, you, when you start thinking about a guy who hasn't had very many snaps there. Steven Nelson, friend of the oh, program. Man. Friend yes. of uh, friend of the friend of the show did not practice in Thursday's practice. Damian Pierce, basically oh. their whole offense, did uh, not practice on Thursday. Well, that's one of those things too, where you're resting people. Um, yeah, I think I was in St. Louis in 08, and we had like so many guys go on IR that I think they have like an emergency like cap some provision or something because it's almost like you couldn't sign like someone got put on ir and you couldn't sign another guy because your cap was full because <laughs> you had so much cap space on ir oh it's crazy gosh. yeah it's it's wild that's that is crazy that you, yeah oh my goodness when you think about uh, it, it makes sense yeah uh, also they had Der Derek singley jr didn't practice i mentioned that one taylor stallworth um also who was like just cut from the chiefs it feels like 15 minutes ago um, is now with the Texans and also on their injury report and not practicing. Um, <laughs> so it's I mean, Hey, look, it's December. It's December. You know, you want to practice Wednesday, Thursday, but I always look at the availability on Fridays. You know, mm -hmm. if, if, if you're available on Friday, like Fridays, usually like, like we call them fast Fridays, right? You, right. You're moving quick. You, you're in like, you know, little spider pads. So you're, if you can't go then, then you got issues. So the Wednesday, Thursday in December, not middle of December, not, not a big deal to miss. And if you're a vet, you're a vet, you know, you need that time. So they're resting Pierce because they know they're going to feed them like 30 times on Sunday. Poor guy. Have, have 65 carries. Just meaningless <laughs> carries, just meaningless carries on a, on one in 11 season. Just absolutely oh. miserable. Yeah. Just can't yeah. Be fun. Well, the, the Texans do have, have several, uh, they have three guys actually that they put on their injury report as uh, for rest, just as rest days. Um, Jerry Hughes, uh, Malik Collins, two defensive linemen that they kind of need to be rested and healthy if they're going to go up against this Chiefs front. And yeah. uh, Mario Addison, actually three guys on the defensive line that they gave uh, veteran rest days to on Wednesday. That's usually the day they do give the veteran rest days to. But I like that. I, I like that a lot. I like the veteran rest day. That, that, that's a good one. That's a really good one, too. I tell you what, though. You know, when I was going to say St. Louis in 08, we sucked. Like we won like two games all year. We won two games, but it's the most fun we had in the locker room ever. Like yeah. meetings, meetings are great because the coaches know they're getting fired. You know, <laughs> everyone knows they're gonna they're gonna fire sell the the whole squad and right. do it to it. So it was lighthearted. Like the pressure was off. And guess what? You get to play all noon games, baby. So you wake up, get that shit over with, and you're done for the day. <laughs> you know. <laughs>
I, so there, I will, there are some pros. You got to look at see glasses half full. It's like we suck. We're trying to win. You know, you don't want us to lose. But you're like, oh, we get a noon game. We're at home, so you know, I'll be in, I'll be drinking and Westheimer. You know, by by three o'clock this afternoon, should be perfect on Sunday. <laughs> be watching the three twenty five games from your couch. <laughs> You'll be home plenty of time. <laughs> no, that was was that the year before Bradford? Where was Bradford? Yeah, yeah, Bradford. Yeah, we sucked and got Bradford. Yeah. And, and, then then sucked after and then sucked after that. <laughs> it was Spagnola. I think it was Spagnola. Spagnola came as the head coach. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep, it would have been. Um, no, that's that's funny. Oh, Chris yeah. Long was on that team. Hell, yeah. Yeah. Chris Long's our draft pick in 08. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great guy from what really I've seen. Really good guy. Really good guy. Really mature rookie. Like, really mature Interesting. rookie. Yeah. He, you could tell he was his, – his dad was a legend, right? And he was, he was raised yeah. properly. And, yeah, he was very – as a rookie, he was not – he was not – he was like a six-year vet as a rookie. I'm like, damn, okay. Wow. There's other rookies were acting like, you know, assholes and stuff like that. So, yeah, he was good. Played with a lot of like I'm looking at this roster now. I don't know why I've got we're going it's down this stack. 08 Rams rabbit hole. But I'm looking it's a at this stacked roster. roster. It's a stacked roster. There is Dante Hall, Dante yeah. Hall, Isaac Bruce, uh, Tory Holt, uh, Mark Bolger, uh, Leonard Little. Leonard Little was was a really good defensive end. Chris Long, yeah. uh, David Vibora had a pretty good career as a <laughs> linebacker. Um, uh, OJ Otagwe, uh, pretty good safety. Had had a pretty good stretch there. Uh, I'm trying to think who else. Yeah. And then yeah, I mean, R- Richie had, Incognito. Yeah, you had Richie Incognito. Orlando, Orlando Pace. Pace. Orlando like, Pace. Yeah. That's a pretty that's a good, good right squad. side of your line. That's a pretty good squad. It was a good squad. It was a good squad. But like I said, injuries, man. Injuries. Yeah. Injuries decimated us. And then Have you, you listed fractured. on the reserve list? I got, I got put on IR. Yeah, I started the first 11 games. I got put on IR. I got hurt in warm-ups, for Christ's sake. That tells you what kind of shitty year it was. <laughs> I got hurt in warm-ups. Have we talked about field turf? Uh, with, no, we have, haven't. I feel like I should talk about that with you because, like, I don't think uh, the dome was necessarily the crown jewel of uh, <laughs> of, 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 of NFL stadiums or playing surfaces. No, it was not. It's about the size of my basement here. It was tiny. <laughs> exactly. I remember you- I first played there. I first played there in 04 in, in the yeah. Jones Dome, and it was AstroTurf. And it was them and Indy with the last two holdouts. And that was, yeah, that was something else. Playing on concrete, right? I, it I basically, mean, yeah, basically. But no, the field turf thing, it's wild. Like if there's like a couple guys got hurt, different teams, right, on some fields, that's some bullshit. But, I mean, I played in Arizona for a couple of years, and, and that's pretty good. That's a pretty good, you know, sod. You know, it's grass. It's on the uh, the silverware drawer, yeah. right, where they, they pull it out to bake in the sun, and they push it into the easy-bake oven. Uh, on game day to, to to let it go to to get after it that's what they yeah. do mm. yeah, yeah we, have I, not. we haven't do- i'm surprised we haven't do- dove into that with you because mm-hmm. there's a there's new turf out there i, I don't know how much you've dove, in, dove into this issue i'm struggling with the tenses of dove and dive <laughs> um i'm not sure how much you've dove into this issue but there's a new turf out there called like slit film turf what and it's like yeah, it's like turf and a blade of grass. It grass. It has like it's like mesh. So picture like grass mesh basically. And the problem is, is that like cleats are getting caught in it. And there's like certain kind of cleats that like dig more obviously, and there's certain of kind of cleats that don't dig in as much. And the cleats that obviously dig in more are like causing 
ACL injuries, non-contact injuries, like the ones you saw in the Super Bowl from Odell Beckham was caused by the turf, one of those things, non-contact. And you see guys walking around and all of a sudden just like oh, hold their knee. Yeah. Um, so, so it's something that's very, it's being high, highly researched right now, but like, I think over, it's close to a third of the NFL fields right now have that slit film turf. Um, so it's like going to be a big investment if they are to change, um, you know, a third of the fields. I don't think the NFL is going to be that willing to, uh, put forward that much money, right? Because, uh, as much as they love player safety, they love money more uh, than player safety. Um, that might be a shocker, but it's, it's a really breaking, interesting issue. Breaking, yeah. breaking. Well, you know, I think what they're going to do, they'll probably let all the high schools in Texas do it first, and then NFL will, will, will copy off of that. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm only half joking. One of my favorite things about uh, the, the NCAA, obviously another organization that loves money over uh, player safety. Oh, man. Oh, man. Um, Arguably more than in, than in bowl games over playoff systems. Yes, wild. Um, but the NCAA Division II football national championship was used to be played at Sporting Park. Used to be played. Yeah, at, that was at, a good. That was a good setup. It was a great setup. Uh, Northwest played there a couple times. I was able to okay. go both times that they won the national championship. Very cool. Um, be in the stadiums cheering on the Cats. But then they moved it to McKinney, Texas, to play at McKinney High School. Um, and that just shows you that. The division NCAA Division Two says, you know what? You know what the best stadium we can play at for these Division Two football players? It's a high school field down in Texas. <laughs> it says a lot. It says a lot. Who was it? Uh, there, I was one of my buddies played with a kicker, and it was like, oh, you made it to the NFL. Cool. Where are you from? And he's like, Kansas. And like, oh, cool. You're one of the few. Welcome. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's. A- it's wild. It's a religion down there, though, man. Like, I never realized how crazy it was, but um, I'll need to find it. But my actual high school transcript, like my actual high school transcript, has football on there twice. That's incredible. Twice. Two classes, first period, fifth period. So every day we started out with football, right? Football in the morning, football in the yeah. afternoon. And this was the late 90s. Wow. This is not like now. This is the late 90s. This is... 1996, 97, 98, 99. And we were doing well, we special teams and film in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then afternoon, we do our regular, regular practice, offense, defense. Wow. It's we went down to uh, we went down to the DFW area for the Big 12 Championship, obviously. It was in mm-hmm. Arlington. It was at, at old Jerry's World. And there are some pretty big high schools around there. I was, uh, <laughs> I was driving around just like I – th- I think the DFW area is – Awesome. Like it's I, cool. I like it. It's a great yeah. place. I'm from there. It's, it's a great place. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was just kind of driving around trying to get a feel for it. I'd never been there before since, uh, and that was the first time I was there. And uh, and I just saw some high schools that are just like, oh, that's a high school? That's yeah. not that's not North Texas University, University of North Texas. Like, that's a high school? Um, well, imagine imagine me. I'm, I'm refereeing. Like, you know, year I just finished year two of uh, high school in Kansas refereeing. And I pull up to these stadiums, and I'm like, I, I still, I'm like, is this the high school stadium? Like, this is not the high school stadium. Like, this is the high school stadium. Okay, it is. But you see what I'm used to. Yeah. Right. Where it's like it's yeah. Different world, man. We're getting there though. We're getting there here in Kansas, sure. Missouri. We are getting there. We are definitely and the Chiefs help. I think you know, having a great football team yeah. that helps youth sports and helps youth football. It really does. And the Chiefs went out and built uh Lincoln Prep, who was a very good team in Missouri. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, they built them that, that new field helps build them a new field. They got the blue turf. They got the Smurf turf out there. Oh, for the Lincoln okay. Prep. Yeah, they got the Lincoln Prep Tiger. Uh, the Blue Tigers, fighting Blue Tigers, maybe, but I think they're the Blue Tigers. I played Blue them in Tigers. high school when they had Charles Harris, who was a defensive end. On, uh, I think he plays for the Detroit Lions now. He might be. Did they have you there. pull out at center to kick him out or what? Uh, no, he played wide receiver then oh, when we played him in high school. So like he went to Mizzou and they put on a bunch of weight, and now he's at an NFL D end. Uh, so that just kind of tells you how far you can come from high school. Like that wide receivers, running backs, they make really good, really good D ends. Look at uh, Micah oh, yeah. Parsons. Micah Parsons. He had, you know, he was catching routes in high school. Incredible. That dude. That dude's a freak. Oh, it's yeah. an absolute freak. He really is, man. He really is. So, where do you see? You know, let's, let's go back to Kansas City versus Seattle versus Denver mm-hmm. at Vegas. Where's the Where's the loss in there? There's got to be one loss. You think they're going to? If make I have to say that there's a loss, if you you're, have to you're say saying there's a loss. you have to say there's a loss. I could see them getting got, uh, maybe in Vegas, um, road game. See, no, I, I'm, I'm walking myself back from that because that's going to be week 18. If they go into the Vegas game, winning all like, like beating the Texans, beating the Broncos, beating the Seahawks, if they, if they're three and zero going into that game and they are, it's going to be hard because they really have to be two games up on of the bills for that AFC because mm-hmm. the bills have the tiebreaker. Yeah. And if it's, if it's anywhere close, like if they're a, if they're a game up, I think they don't get got there. Right. I don't think, um, I, I do think it's going to depend on what the bills do. Uh, the Seahawks, uh, despite their performance on Thursday night, I think are a good football team. I just, I, I'm more impressed as the year goes on by the chiefs went over the 49ers um, and how they kind of make the 49ers look like a peewee squad. They look like a Pop Warner team. I think they were impressive. missing. They were missing a lot of. Games, though. That was not the real. That's that was fair. not the real. And it was McCaffrey's first week, right? Yep. So they really hadn't figured it out yet. And then did Jimmy G get hurt? Right. So Jimmy G, right? Not even. No, he, I still he think, was playing. I think, he was there. I think Jimmy G was still playing, and Jimmy G was was fully healthy. George Kittle was fully healthy. They did get some of their guys back, because uh, I remember there was a few guys on the injury report that they did get back. But you're right; they they didn't have. They probably weren't as full strength as they're not. They were not. They were a tiger with like half its jaw missing. Like they were not the the Niners who are like the the Bosa McDonald, like those guys who are just absolute demons on the field, man. Like that. I think both. I think Bosa left that game early too, if I remember yeah, correctly. Um, I, I could see that. But yeah, so it was like, yeah, uh, uh, that you, you have to, you have to, not you have to put that one to the side. You can't put that in the, the official stat book. That's not the same Niners team that's right now. That was yeah. I'm curious too, just like with the NFC and everything like that. I don't think the NFC the NFC is obviously not as good as the AFC. Um you're yes. gonna see it you're gonna see a team that is under five hundred make the playoffs for the uh, <laughs> NFC, I'm sure of it. Whether it's uh, the the winner of the NFC South is probably gonna be under five hundred because all those teams kind of stink. Yeah. Um but no, that's a really good question about where the loss comes. And if they do get a loss, it, it I wouldn't be shocked if the Broncos get them, honestly. Um, I know they haven't they haven't lost to the Broncos in 14 straight times now, but like uh, that game's at home though, and so like that's the thing is that like you look at a lot of these games, it's very favorable for the Chiefs. A lot it, of the it, it's very it's favorable. Too perf- it's too perfect because, like I said, you get Seattle in Kansas City, yeah. like different story if you, you know you got to go play up in Seattle. 
that's that's a really that's like arrowhead that's a tough place to play it's a super tough place to play so it's like so you get them you know late in the season and then yeah but the divisional ones man those are those are fl- fluky man and you know what you know the bummer part even if you make it through unscathed they're going to expose some late weaknesses because you know mm-hmm. divisional opponents you know each other really really well <laughs> So you're gonna you're gonna put some shit on tape where teams are gonna see that and they're gonna go, okay, we can exploit this. We can let, let's see what Denver did right here when they're pass rushing or or how they would load up three guys over the right guard tackle and like outside and yep. rush rush once. So they're they're gonna be some stuff where I'm like, okay, you better stop this. Because <coughs> it could cause trouble in playoffs. You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Absolutely. And we talked about, I had the schedule pulled up. It was that loss to the Titans I was thinking of in 2019 where they, they lost the Titans in week 10 and they didn't lose again. But I guess one of those losses where you're like, oh, that kind of wakes you up a little bit. Um, and I think that Chiefs loss to the Bengals could kind of serve as that, right, um, as yeah. a little wake-up call. But definitely playing a team close, coming off of a, an emotional loss to the Bengals. Then they had to go to a divisional game that, that could have been easily looked over. Didn't probably didn't play a full sixty. Hey, you know the next time the Chiefs play a full sixty minutes of football will be the first time they play a full sixty minutes of football. <laughs> exactly. Um, I, was I, mean, like, I was like, you better say what I'm going to think you're going to say. Exactly. <laughs> a lot of people are like, ah, oh, if they play full, that doesn't happen. You don't. I, I'm I'm convinced yeah. that you don't play a full. You can't play a full sixty. Like it's just not one of those things. that's really achievable. You, I don't think you can just because you know teams are good. You know there, yeah. there's going to be some sort of elasticity, some sort of clawback. That, that they're going to want to want to get after. They're not going to let you just steamroll them. And I don't right. think the Chiefs – when's the last time that, by the way, when's the last time Chiefs just blowing somebody out? And was it San Francisco? Ooh. Was it San Francisco? Probably. Uh, I'll pull up their game. Was it, uh, was it, a, it was a toothless – probably a toothless uh, San Francisco. You know, but they're not – like Kansas City is not blowing out squads. Maybe Tampa when they lost him. Like, uh, yeah, they did – they did beat Tampa pretty good this year. What do you consider a blowout, though? That's a conversation I have with my friends a lot. It's like two scores or like three scores. Is three scores a blowout. In, um, in, in any at any point where you're kind of like it's like five minutes left in the fourth quarter and you're really not that on edge, mm. you're like, eh, this is not. We're like, we're, we're good. By so, the way, my father-in-law totally jinxed that game, the Denver game. Because he was like, all right, well, you know, when are they going to pull Mahomes? And I'm like, oh, buddy, it's second quarter. Like, no, there's plenty of game left. 
BJ was tweeting that out. BJ what? said, "Let's let's." He's like, "Let's get Chad Henney on in here." And I think it was after the Willie Gay interception. He's like, "Chad Henney time." That's like, by the way, like, by the way, all time, all time play. I mean, he gets the oh. he gets the deflection, he gets the pick, and the stiff arm into the dirt like Mortal Kombat fatality. Finish him, mm-hmm. like he. Yeah, that was that was nasty. That was Willie Gay. Yeah. He said that like he was supposed to blitz on that, and he adjusted. Like he recognized what was happening, and he like fell back because he knew the guy was in the flat behind mm-hmm. him. I don't know if you watch, if you see that play, you can go watch it on on the uh, the defensive breakdown that's up on on our YouTube channel. But uh, they highlight this with Derek Johnson. Legarius Sneed cleans that dude out, the wide receiver that was supposed to catch the ball. <laughs> I love that. He, he, Best he rule. buries him. Best yeah. rule ever is 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 when you see the referee do this motion. <laughs> Do the the Magic City on a Monday motion, oh. <laughs> then you know you could just. It's funny because it, it turns into like, hey, guess what? We're not calling PI. Yeah. Like we're just like we're the we're the substitute teacher. We're gonna close that. <laughs> we're gonna turn the light off. We're gonna leave the room. You guys figure it out on a tip ball. That's why I love. That's what like on a tip ball. Like it's like like tip balls. I feel like you should you should clean up more people. Like and and I love that. Absolutely. Like when you know that when you know the rule and it's like tip ball. Okay, cool. You're fair game. Boom. I'm gonna blast you. Like it's it's a cool thing. It's a cool concept. The Niners game was a blowout. It was 44-23. Yeah. Um. That was probably that's probably the last time that I've been like, wow, this Chiefs team played a full sixty minutes of football. But even then, you don't really play a full sixty minutes because you're knee in the running the ball stuff like that. But, um. Before I before we go, Nick, I do got to give you my blind note. I haven't given you my blind That's note. That's right. Um, we were just we were just going with the flow. We were just like taking where the where, where the where the breeze took us. Um, my blind nil. I want to know what you need to see this week from the Chiefs that'll make you feel better about them going into the playoffs. Granted, there's still four games left, counting this one. But what's one thing that you'd like to see the Chiefs do this week? That'll make you feel a whole lot better down the stretch here. Somebody not named Travis or Juju have a huge game. Mm. That that to me was like I think they they lean too heavily on you know Patrick making plays. So I would like to see Mahomes have maybe one or two TD passes, and I like to see three or four actual like rushing plays, like rushing touchdowns. And that would make me happy because that would make them, you know, sort of multidimensional where, I mean, if, if I'm playing this Chiefs team in the playoffs, I'm saying, okay, okay, beat us with someone other than Juju and Travis, yeah. right? You know, MVS do your thing, um, you know, McKinnon do your thing, Pacheco do your thing, um, which I'm seeing some bright spots from them. But I, I'd like to see, I'd like, and this is going to sound weird come from me, I'd like to see McKinnon or Pacheco have 10 receptions. Oh, because I'm telling you, man, that they can easily they 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 both can catch the ball nice. So between them, have a combined, let's say eight eight receptions. I, that's what I would like to see. I would like to see them win differently, like win not with not with Travis, win not with Juju. Does that make sense? Yeah, makes total sense. Right. And I think. And, go ahead. No, and, and I'm saying because like, teams will key in on that, especially Absolutely. in the red zone. Like don't. Like, we know who you're gonna get though, too, Patrick. Like don't. It is it is good that like teams know that Travis Kelsey is going to get the ball in the red zone and he still had four <laughs> touchdown passes in the red zone against the Raiders. Don't like, understand how, it. Guard hit like put two guys on him. You, you know that you know that play where Travis or where 
where Patrick got took that absolute hit on that juju touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, if you watch that play back, Travis Kelsey has like three guys on him in the red zone. Like that's a zone play. Like that's they're they're running zone there. But like the the three zone guys are like, all right, Travis Kelsey's right here. We're not gonna. gonna we we know sure. where you want to go. We know where you want to go exactly. And Mahomes tried to force it. Yeah, but, yeah. but know, that's a good thing about the Denver game too is that you know you can't force balls to Travis because they are keying in on that. So like I said, win differently. That that's what I want to see versus Houston. You know, figure out a different way, create a new film study for every team going forward and into the playoffs. Okay, shit. Look, they're not throwing it to Travis in the red zone right here. We got to count for other stuff because yeah. guess what? Then you get into playoffs, that opens Travis back up. Yeah. <laughs> it's a weird. Like, it's a weird weird circle. It's a forty chest move. To like, all right. <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna abandon we're gonna leave the horse that got us here, and we're yes. gonna walk a little bit. Yes. But then we're just gonna get right back on the horse that got us here. First chance we off. get. First chance we get. First chance we get. Exactly. Or or uh, my my boy uh, is gonna get his uh, his two more touchdowns for for, for my call. Uh, what's his favorite? Yeah, Jody. Red zone, Jody, baby. Jody, Jody, high roller, riffraff. <laughs> he uh, he's been getting some targets outside the red zone. Yeah. He's been getting some real run in that uh that three tight end set that they've been running, the thirteen personnel where they they'll bunch the tight ends on one side. I don't know if you saw this. Scary play. formation. It's a scary formation. If I'm a safety, I'm like, damn it. There's a lot of big there's a lot of meat over here. Like a lot of <laughs> They sent him in jet motion one time. Uh, oh, really? They said Jody in jet motion. It was the, the Travis Kelsey touchdown against the Rams where he made Jalen Ramsey look like an absolute oh, fool. Oh. Um on that play. Uh, Jody goes in in motion, jet motion. Sprint. He has, yeah, sprint motion. I think he runs a wheel off of it too. So it's like insane if you go ahead and hit that. Uh, but and then Noah Gray was running like the fake tunnel. You know they do with Travis Kelsey, a little <laughs> tunnel type uh, type route. He was running that off of it, and I think Travis is just running like an under route. But like still. How are you going to defend that? Like that's that's a look that they have to put on that you have to be like, all right, if they come out in a thirteen personnel bunch, uh, we got to figure something out here. It's a uh, cool, who, yeah. who all these guys? Yeah. It's a cool mismatch. It's like I said before, and I'm always like, by the way, I'm always nervous to say this. It's like when the Patriots had Aaron Hernandez and Gronk, right? I mean, you got some guys, you got some guys, some football players, you know, mm-hmm. some some really really good athletes on the field who. Who you know create the ultimate mismatch, right? Where you right. can you could you could cover one, you could put one in, but you put two and you put three in, and those are three big tight ends. And it's like, what do you, who can catch and block and who will sell out for each other? I, I like that. Call it the dream package. Mm. I like, I like that. that too. I I want to see the Chiefs. I I really like your idea of winning differently. I think that's really good in the concept of having teams having to scout things that you're mm-hmm. not gonna really. Like, you know you're not going to do in the playoffs, but, like, to have teams have to scout it because, like, if you roll it out again and they're not prepared for it, like, they're, yeah. they're obviously going to run it. But, like, they have to. But they have to scout it. Um, so, like, making teams do the extra work is good. Like, I think that's just, like, such a 40 chess and Andy Reid type move. Oh, yeah. uh, we see him We see him not do, like, not run things in the red zone just because of that, uh, because mm-hmm. he doesn't want to put things on tape and stuff like that. But, yeah, I think that's good. I think I, what I really want to see is – uh. This defensive line isn't necessarily the, the toughest defensive line that they're going to face all year. It's not going to be the worst defensive line they face all year either. So I want to see uh, the 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 uh, the Chiefs kind of handle them 
up front <laughs> offensively, the tackle specifically. I don't want to okay. see Patrick Mahomes get new sacks. I don't want to see any turnovers. No turnover challenge. I think Matty no Lane turnover. said that on the uh, on the Casey Lab. Uh, they were doing a pregame show. Um, their game preview. There we go. I couldn't think of the word. Uh, their game preview. So he said no turnovers. I'm with that. I just want to see the Chiefs play clean football. I That's like what that. I want to see that happen. Gotta and it'll be a battle. Game. It'll be a battle. This is a good defense. This is a, despite the record, this is a good defense. Absolutely. So yeah, I like that. No turnovers win differently. Ready? Break. Perfect. They all they had to do was listen into this podcast to figure out what they had to do this week. Uh, glad we solved all the problems. Yeah, you're well. You are welcome, city chiefs. Yeah, because we know that they're listening. And thank you for listening all the way to the end of this podcast. Nick, any final thoughts? Any final no, thoughts on the people? No. no, you know, I'm just curious. You know, hit me up on Twitter to see, see what you're drinking. Um, Sunday at noon versus Houston. It's it's on the road, so we don't get the pleasure of like you know knowing our friends or Arrowhead, right? So it's like they're in Houston at Reliant or whatever stadium it's called now. Um, yeah, I think it's what it's called now. Uh, yeah, it's not a, not a crypto name. That's got to get. Oh, let's take that off. <laughs> that was fun, but COVID's over. No more crypto. <laughs> It's fun while it lasted. Um, just like this podcast, Nick. Thank you for joining me uh, for today's episode of Outside the Trenches. Thank you to Five Farms, Irish mm-hmm. Cream, uh, for sponsoring this uh, fine podcast, this fine establishment of a program. Uh, thank you very much for listening all the way to the end. We will be back next week to, to talk all kinds of stuff. Who knows what we're going to talk about next week because there's going to be a lot of stuff coming from this uh, Chiefs and Texans game. I'm sure there will be. I'm sure there'll be things that we need to talk about. So until then, we'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN, covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.